My sister Judea is the baby of the family. She is the youngest of the Jackson Four, and I am the oldest. Being the baby meant being born into a family of helpful older siblings. Siblings that help to do all the things toddlers and preschoolers have trouble doing on their own. We helped her dress herself, feed herself, potty train, climb trees, and dress her Barbie dolls. But as the saying goes, sometimes there can be too much of a good thing. And for Judea, that good thing was all our help. And so it didn't take long for her to develop a world-class independent streak. Every family has a shorthand that they speak to each other, phrases and words that carry stories and jokes within the family lore. And as soon as she could talk, Judea was adding her own words into our family lexicon, including my personal favorites, I hold my own hand, and my myself. I hold my own hand became the refrain every time we crossed a street, got out of a car, climbed the stairs, or took a walk downtown. She would tug her hand away from whichever sibling or parent had reached for her, and she would, in fact, hold her very own hand as we proceeded forth. The rest of us, exasperated and frustrated, of course, as we attempted to grab elbows or jacket hoods or whatever part of her we could, in order to keep her from running out in front of a speeding bus. Following close on the heels of her statement that I hold my own hand was my by-self. My by-self was her three-year-old way of saying, back off, all you bossy interfering people. (laughs) My by-self was her first rallying cry against control, her first declaration that she was going to go her own way and do life on her own terms, and yes, at times, learn the hard way. And all these years later, I can say that pattern has held. I was reminded of Judea's declarations of independence in today's Gospel reading. In today's scriptures, the Pharisees come to Jesus and they try to help him. They warn him. Herod wants to kill you. You need to get out of here, they say. To which Jesus says, You go tell that sly fox I'm not done yet. I still have healing to do and casting out demons and I'm not finished yet. So I'm just going to keep on doing things my way and the third day I'll wrap things up. Of course, Jesus is setting up the scene for his death, foretelling the pattern for the three days that will include his death and resurrection. But what stands out most to me in this passage is Jesus' decision to stay the course instead of taking the easy way out. Instead of tucking tail and running, his reply is to those helpful Pharisees is to say, back off. I'm going to do this my way. Throughout the Gospels, I find the most human trait of Christ to be his stubbornness, his unflinching determination to do things the hard way, to do things my by self. From the time he stayed behind with the teachers and the scribes in the temple as a kid, to the time he tried to ignore his mother's directions to turn water into wine, to his persistent ministry to the least of these, Jesus is constantly resistant to being pegged down or boxed in or controlled. He seems to take the road less traveled over and over, choosing the hard way through over the easy way out, time and time again. 
And while this stubborn streak, this tenacity to do things his way, served his ministry as a revolutionary leader and savior well, I'm sure it was a bit exhausting for those who were always following behind, trying to catch his elbow or his tunic before he was hit by a speeding chariot. But we all do this from time to time, don't we? It is a very human thing to set out on our own, to try and do the things we know we are called to do, despite how crazy they look from the outside, leaving all help and sound advice behind. At times, we all have to learn the hard way and choose the unbeaten path. And of course, this method, this learning the hard way, often means that we have to let something die. The easy choice, the familiar crutch, the predictable reactions, the safe routine. We have to let these things die in order to let something else, something better, rise up and come to life. Lent is a season of preparation. It's the second season of preparation in our church calendar. The first being Advent. But though they are both seasons of preparation and both have new life waiting at the end, the forms of Christmas and Easter, there is a difference between them. I tend to think of Advent as being a lot like my very first pregnancy. Advent is that blissful unawareness of not knowing what you're really getting yourself into. You know, and it was all about setting up a cute nursery and pouring over baby name books and picking out strollers and diaper bags. And Advent is a journey that you travel in community. Mary with Joseph, the wise men with each other, the shepherds as a group, me with my husband. And in Advent, even though this new birth will wreck your life in ways you cannot predict, that's not really the focus. No, the focus of Advent is on the hope and joy that new life will bring. But Lent, oh Lent, Lent is like my second pregnancy. Lent is the wilderness of knowing the cost of new life. During my second pregnancy, not only did I remember the pains of childbirth, at one point turning to my husband and saying, Oh, I have to give birth again. (laughs) But I also remembered the pains of sleepless nights and stomach bugs and diaper blowouts and colic. And an entire year, for me that was year three, when I wouldn't even bother leaving the house for fear of monumental epic meltdowns. For me, choosing to have a second child was definitely a choice to do something the hard way in order to reap the new life on the other side. And even though I had support and community, my husband, my family, my friends, this time around I had a clear understanding that giving birth was something I alone was going to have to do. Like Moses up the mountain, Jesus into the wilderness, Abram into the night, and Esther to the king, Ultimately, it would be me by myself who would have to go into the desert of labor in order to usher in new life. Annie Dillard wrote, You can't get to the promised land without going through the wilderness, and Lent is all about wilderness, which is where today's gospel reading intersects with our season. In today's gospel, Jesus is foretelling his death with the three-day pattern and the work he has left to do, And he bookends the passage with his prophecy about his return. And so in the first half of the passage, we see Christ as perhaps his more human self, his most stubborn. He is choosing to reject the help being offered. He is ignoring the warnings to escape. 
And he is instead choosing to walk into the wilderness of death, holding his own hand. It is something he knows he has to do, and maybe he even has to have a little bit of a petulant attitude in order to talk himself into it. But he knows he has to go his own way, and he has to go it alone. And in the second half of the passage, there is a turn. A turn towards his divinity. Like a frustrated parent with a strong-willed child, Christ throws up his hands exasperated. says, fine, have it your way. I have tried to gather you. I have tried to protect you. I have tried to be with you. But you will not listen. So do it your way. Let it fall apart. And I will see you on the other side. If our desire to control is a completely human thing, then perhaps the divine thing is to let go. And in this passage, we see Jesus release control. He releases each of us to enter into the wilderness ourselves. He releases us to choose Him on our own terms. In this letting go, Christ has done the most divine thing of all. He has empowered us to choose the moment when we will let go of our own hand and reach out to His. He has given us the choice to choose resurrection for ourselves. So today we are still in Lent, and many of us are wandering a desert, doing what we have been called to do, learning things the hard way. We are holding our own hands. We are going my by self. But have hope. Resurrection is coming. New life is available when you are ready. And when the time comes to let go of your own hand and reach for Christ, He will meet you there.